Well, it's been a while, but it's time to get going. The golf season is underway. And who better to start off a new version of the golf club with than great writer, veteran writer, golf writer. Uh, he does it all. Bob Herrick. Bob, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, Bob, uh, speaking of a man who, who has written a book, uh, myself, uh, I can't wait to read your book, uh, Tiger and Phil Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. And obviously, um, you know, Phil is uh, out there playing still and Tiger was uh, playing in the PNC and... We got uh, this. This book is just going to be a great read. I can't if, for any golf fan. Seriously, I mean, you know, I mean, that, it's just going to be. Uh, I mean, talk about a great rivalry that lasted or has lasted for years. So, I'm uh, good luck with the book, Bob. And when, when exactly can people get it? Well, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fairly excited about it. It's been a long process putting it together. Uh, it's available now for pre-order. Uh, it comes out in the spring around the time of the Masters. Um, and you know, that's sort of fitting. They've, they've combined to win eight masters and, and, uh, you know, not long after that, Phil will be defending his PGA championship title, which, uh, frankly is looking more and more like an aberration yes. than, uh, yes. than, uh, you know, than I think we might've thought at the time it was a heck of an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, I think no matter what side of the Phil Tiger rivalry or you know some think there wasn't a rivalry which is fair and i actually address that in there that you know it's fair to say if you want that you can argue that tiger had no rival right but uh, their their careers intersected greatly and phil ended up being probably the greatest foil uh the tiger had you know the the the, the one that maybe gave him the most fits and and that he thought about the most, and uh, uh, and obviously there was times where they didn't get along, and there was some, you know, cat fights, and and then they they kind of mellowed, and so I, I sort of try to take you through the whole thing. See, Bob, I, I always have uh, compared uh, Tiger to Michael Jordan because, like, you know, Michael denied Patrick Ewing, uh, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley. All those guys' championships, right? Like they, their their career path had, was forever altered because of Michael. And I mean, I you could say the same thing for Tiger with not just Phil, you know, Ernie Els, uh, VJ Singh, all you know, all the greats when Tiger was really rolling, you know, when he was had the career grants, you know, the the Tiger Slam. So, but like Phil, I think was you know still as which I think is a, a you know a tip of the hat to Phil still you know, had some great years. And even with Tiger dominating, I always thought Phil was always like, you know, right behind him. Yeah. It's really kind of interesting that, you know, Phil managed to win 45 tour events and six majors in the Tiger era. And, you know, nobody else has done that. Uh, actually, you know, nine of Phil's wins came before Tiger turned pro. So take those out and it's 36 wins, which nobody's done. You know, there's nobody who's won even 30 events who's active on tour right now. I think Dustin Johnson is the most with 24. You know, and if, if you know, he's got an, obviously a great chance to get to 30, maybe even 35. How many guys are going to do that? Not you know, many. Um, and I know that there's, you can make the argument, oh, well, you know, it's deeper. There's more players. It's more competitive now. And, and you know, there's a lot to that. It is deep. There are a lot of great players. But when Tiger and Phil were playing, there were a lot of great players, too. You know, like you mentioned, VJ and Ernie. Those guys won a lot of tournaments and a lot of majors. 
They, they combined to win seven majors. Uh, you know, Padraig Harrington won three majors. Sergio Garcia didn't win a major until late, but he won a lot of tournaments. Um, you know, Retief Goosen. Uh, and then there were guys who stepped up who, you know, didn't have great careers, but were right there. Like Chris DeMarco was, was in a bunch of majors with those guys. And, uh, you know, Bob May, who almost thwarted Tiger all those years ago. Right. So, you know, they're, despite, you can argue that the fields are deeper today, but I look at some of the people that won in Tiger's time, uh, you know, Y.E. Yang, uh, Michael Campbell. Those are guys that Tiger finished second to. That was, you know, they, they were proof of the depth. Right. You know, they stepped up and won, and nobody saw it coming. You know, and Tiger had to face that, and so, so did Phil, you know, way more than I think their predecessors did. And uh, so, anyway, I just, you know, and, and, you know, the thing is they're still relevant. You know, you know Phil's, Phil's still playing. He's going he's gonna to play on the Champions Tour. There's a lot of talk about him maybe jumping to one of these rival tours that's out there. Um, you know, he's in his fifties. He's kind of done it all. We're all going to be wondering if Tiger is going to play again. Obviously he gave us a glimmer of hope, uh, at the father, son, the PNC tournament. And, uh, so, you know, I think, I don't know that their stories are, are complete. You know, are you went there because I was going to bring it up later, but since you just mentioned Tiger, um, obviously I, I loved it. I, you know, we were all glued to our seats watching that, that two day event. Um, but you know, as as good as he looked at times, Bob, like you 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 know how far away he still is, right? Because he used the cart. Uh, you could see at times how much how much how much pain he was in after a swing or even just walking on the greens, like he was limping significantly. And you know, like stupid me, like hello, the guy's you know recovering from a uh, you know a huge injury. Um, but like, what 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 have you heard, or what what do you think? Like, is is he just not playing this year? You think? Yeah, I mean, you. I think you summed it up pretty well there. For you have to, you have to keep everything in perspective. He looked great, knowing what we know, what he went through. If you're talking about looking great for, you know, trying to be a competitive golfer on the PGA Tour, um, I think he was a long way from that. You know, he was like you said, he was playing out of a cart. As the tournament wore on, you could tell that. Even the amount, of, the small amount of walking he was doing, was um, was difficult, you know. And and that's the thing, you know. It's like you, the, he still had to walk from the cart to the green, and then the green back to the cart, and then, you know, sometimes he would have to, you know, there, it might be not prudent to ride, and so he'd walk, you know, um, you know, a hundred yards with Charlie, his son, and over the course of a couple of days, even in the pro am too. You know that added up. Well, now let's make it a four-day tournament and and a and a practice round or a pro am, and no cart whatsoever, and probably not really even sitting down hardly at all. And you know, so in other words, you're on your feet for five hours, six hours if you're hitting balls, warming up. I just think he's a long way from that. It's you know they're they're very vague with with everything they say about it. Um, and, you know, Tiger talked about, you know, you know, not missing a day of rehab and, you know, but, but I got the sense that this is something that he cannot force, you know, you are not going to outwork this. You need it to heal. You need to do your due diligence with whatever the doctors say rehab wise, 
But like doing double that, I don't think is going to matter. You know, it just is going to take time. And, you know, he's going to have to ramp up walking. I mean, I just think walking. I mean, you wonder, can he even walk 18 holes on a treadmill right now? I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. You know, we've not heard anything since that tournament regarding Tiger hitting balls or practicing or anything. That's been all been kept quiet. Now we're, you know, six months late, or excuse me, six weeks later. Um, so it's going to be, you know, so I, I just think, you know, there's this hope about the Masters. I just think that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, that golf course, um, I just don't see that. Um, he needs to play flat golf courses uh, with short walks between, you know, uh, greens and tees. And, and how soon that can be, I mean, I don't put it past him playing this year. You know, but I, I just think it's going to be later rather than sooner. You know, I think you're 100% right. And But, you know, Bob, it's just when you see him play and, like, it's just like, God, I miss him. You know, like, just like, yeah. he, he just is, I mean, golf is great. Like, I'm a golf nut. I'll watch it regardless, you know, regarding who's playing, okay? But, like, he, he, he he's just, it's just different. Like, when he's out there, it's just, everything is different. You know, it's just... The buzz is different. Everything's different, and it's uh, it's it's just sad that like we probably won't see if we do see him, it won't be very much this year. And I'm I'm almost thinking like like he he might just be like you know realizing he can only play. I mean, even if Bob, even if he gets healthy enough, he's not playing more than the majors and maybe one or two of the tournaments now, right? Like that's it. Like he's he'll never play a normal. And he I think he even said that he he can never play a normal PGA schedule again. Right, he said that, and actually, he really wasn't playing one anyway. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. 2008, 2018 was the aberration that he played as much as he did that year. You know, within a year of that spinal fusion surgery is really remarkable. You know, but he it started a it started to break down again in 2019. You know, I think he only played 12 times, but of course, he won the Masters and then kind of faltered after that he had a bad summer his back was bothering him turns out he had a knee issue again he had a problem he had, he had his knee fixed then he wins in japan plays great at the president's cup and then comes back in early 2020 at tory pines and and actually tied for ninth but looked a little shaky and then you know was you know was was kind of sidelined right before the pandemic it was never the same after it you know he was just um you know, didn't come close to contending in any of the rest of the tournaments in 2020. Uh, and uh, and then obviously we were, at this time last year, we were sitting there wondering if he would be back for the Masters because he had another back issue, another back procedure. And, of course, then all that was, you know, became a moot point right. with the car crash. But, you know, who knows where he would have been um you know, had that not occurred, would he have played the Masters? Or, you know, in, in a weird sort of way, it appears that the car crash actually allowed his back to recover because I didn't notice any back stress when he was hitting shots at the father-son at, at the PNC Championship. Right. You know, it yep. was all the leg, you know, and he's not hitting the ball as well as he did if his back is bothering him because he had no legs to hit with. He was swinging pretty much all upper body, and obviously he kept he kept in shape there, hitting it out there plenty far, you know, hit a lot of really good iron shots, uh, but just was rusty, you know. Even his short game was pretty good, um, which is probably the thing he's been able to work on. 
So, but to your point, yeah, it's um, it's so much different when he's out there, and it was remarkable to see how well he hit so, so many shots uh, during those couple of days. It, it really was. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, let's, Bob, let's transition to what's going on currently on the course. Uh, the season's underway, and we've had uh, I think three winners so far. And I've got to, I've got to take away from for most of them. I mean, I thought what Cam Smith did, you know, to kind of like play in the final group with John Rahm. And John Rahm was putting pressure on the entire round and still win that tournament was really impressive. Um, I mean, I do, do you agree that was just like a, a really impressive win by Cam Smith? No question. I mean, the, both players, you're pushing beyond the boundaries, right? I mean, they set a scoring record. And actually, we had three guys who were 30 under par, you know, um, which is pretty incredible itself. But the golf course at Kapalua was was no wind and, and it was soft because it had rained earlier in the week and they're going to destroy a golf course like that that has wide fairways, no wind. Um, but that meant you just couldn't let up. You know, you just had to keep pushing. And it's not that easy either, even if the, the conditions are, are, not, uh, are not difficult. You know, you've still got to hit the shots to put yourself in position to make birdies like they were doing. And Rom's a little bit of a hard luck guy, sort of. I mean, he's, he's had some great tournaments. Uh, over the last year, where pretty much any other time he would have won, you know, obviously the the Memorial COVID one was very unfortunate. You know, he had a six shot lead um, and and had to withdraw. And you know, he was in contention at, after winning the U.S. Open. He's in contention at the British Open. Uh, you know, he was sort of in contention a couple of times in the playoffs and actually tied for the lowest seventy two hole score. At the tour championship, but they, you know, they do the points, they do the the reset thing. So he he didn't he didn't win the tournament. Uh, and then, as you noted, off to the great start in Hawaii, and Cam Smith was was money. You know, he held off. You know, the number one player in the world playing with him. Uh, that was a should have been a great confidence booster for him. Uh, Bob, let's go to the following week, the Sony Open, which, um, I mean, Russell Henley is a five-stroke lead in the back nine. And a couple takeaways, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what you thought of this. I mean, first of all, uh, the shot in the playoff by Hideki Matsuyama was one of the best shots I think I've ever seen. A uh, Was it a three-wood, a five-wood, whatever it was, to within two feet for an eagle. And he didn't even see it because the sun was in his eyes. But, I mean, just the, the shot making that Hideki can do like I, I don't think we realize how good he is because he won the Masters last year and people still don't like have him when you talk about the great players on the tour he's still not mentioned but that shot was absolutely amazing it sure was and the reason we don't see that so much is because par fives are not you don't you don't see guys going for him with a three wood they're either they're either short enough that they're hitting in a, a long to mid iron or they're so long that they're not considered a two-shot hole and a guy's laying up, you know? I mean, typically a guy isn't going to be taking a three-wood over water to a par five, you know? So in this case, you know, it, it was he, – he actually laid up off the tee. He didn't hit a driver off the tee, so he was far enough back. You know, in regulation, he hit a six-iron in for a second shot. And uh, But that shot with a three-wood was incredible, and – Actually, the way he played down the stretch was really great. You know, Henley was sort of leaking oil a little bit. It shows you how hard it is to win. Yep. You know, because he has a five-shot lead with nine to play, and he should probably have gotten that done. 
you know, and, and, and it got to him a little bit. And then, you know, Hideki put the pressure on. He did exactly what he needed to do. He made a couple birdies and got it down to three. And, and, uh, and still, even on 18, uh, Hideki had to make a birdie to tie him, and he did. Uh, so, I, um, great I, tournament by Hideki. It's nice to see him back up the Masters win, you know, with a couple of wins since. Bob, I was going to ask you about uh, Russell Henley. You, you've covered, you've been on, you know, covering the tour forever, and Russell Henley has had success. You know, he's done really well on the tour. Um, he's got, he's a really good putter, and he's got like a ten footer. I want to say, uh, it didn't look that. I mean, I'm not there, but it looked like a putt he would normally make eight out of ten times. He misses that putt, and then he loses. Yeah, I think he double bogeyed or bogeyed in the playoff. Didn't even have a chance. Um, how long does that stay with a guy like that? Like. You think he's still thinking about that? Like, man, I, I, I missed out on winning the Sony Open. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's that easy to shake off. You know, because the opportunities to win don't come that often. Right. You know, I mean, only the elite of the elite are contending, you know, 8, 10, 12 times a year. You know, and even they are not breaking through all the time. I mean, I bring this up all the time. Bryson DeChambeau. For as good as he was last year, won once in 2021. Wow. That's it. Just that. once. You know, and probably should have won two or three, but, you know, a lot of guys will say that. Rom only won once. You know, it was the U.S. Open, but he won- only won once. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're Russell Henley, and you probably don't. You know, Henley was in contention in, at the Wyndham last year, the last regular event, and, and, uh, and I believe he was in the playoff. There was a big playoff that he that he lost out on. But you know he had a chance to win in regulation and, and missed a putt. Um, so yeah, I, I you know you hear all the time like you know the cornerback has to shake off the the pass he didn't defend. Um, you know uh, you have to have a short memory in sports. Um, I think that's hard to do in golf because you've got a lot of time to think in that game. You know it's not. It's not as much of a reactionary sport as it is a mental sport. A lot of time between shots, a lot of time between from one tournament to the next, and uh, and and the knowledge that okay, now you're teeing it up again next week, and now I'm starting over, and I've got 140 guys I have to try and beat. Right. You know, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I you know, I I'm sure there were some things he did well that he took confidence from, and that's great. Uh, you know. Uh, and, you know, you can look at it from the other way around. You know, he built up that lead. Um, but, again, you know, it's just – it's hard. You know, it, you, you'd say it would have been hard to, to fathom if he had a five-shot lead going into the final round. Right, exactly. Let alone with yep. nine holes to play. Right, right. Uh, before I let you go, Bob, PGA Tour is playing Wednesday through Saturday this week because of the conference championships. I, I just want to say I think, that, think that's a genius move because – um, no, no reason to compete against the NFL. It just, it's, it's a monster. You can't, you can't beat well, them. So, absolutely, and and you know, it, it leads to the question: is why do they do it the first three weeks? Right. right. Um, you know, I've I've written about this. I've I've talked about this. The tour went to great lengths to avoid the NFL in the fall because the FedEx playoffs were being played in September. Um, when the NFL and college seasons were, were beginning. And obviously, golf fans are probably football fans, too. And it, you know, it hurt their audience. There's no question about it. And so when they did the New Deal, you know, they sought to push the season earlier and get it over with earlier, get everything out of the way. And I, I understand it. 
But then they come out the first three weeks of the year, and there's more people watching these games than there are. You know, I realize that the, the audience is scattered more in the fall amongst, you know, because every team is playing. But, you know, what are these games drawing? 25, 30 oh, million it's, it's people? Ins- insane numbers, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so the golf can't even get a million. Right. You know, and, that, and on, for the final rounds. And, and, you know, and because golf season is so long, um, you know, these tournaments have less meaning in the overall scheme of things. So they're easier to skip, you know. So I wish they would come up with a way to do this for all of these events early. You know, there's, now you say that, and there's all kinds of logistical things that are in part of this. Like this week's tournament, because of the Wednesday start, didn't have a pro-am. And you say, okay, well, no big deal. They didn't have a pro-am. Well, that's, that's a big deal to the people who run the tournament. Right. You know, that's, that's how they make their money to put it on. Right. And, and, you know, and so same thing last week in Palm Springs. You know, that used to be the event that ended on Sunday of the championship week. Now that the NFL expanded their season, it went to this week. Well, they could never move up because they were coming off the Hawaii events. It would have been unfair to start it a day earlier when guys are traveling from Hawaii and not getting it, you know, they've played on three courses. You got to, you know, so I wish they would come up with a way to start the, the Hawaii events and make them Tuesday to Friday, that first week of the new year, do the same thing at the Sony. Again, there's a lot of logistical things in there. You know, are fans going to come out as much? Are you going to be able to get as many volunteers? You know, people go to work, all, all those things are factors. And I, I acknowledge that. But they would, you know, the big thing in golf and a lot of sports is TV and the title sponsor. And, and that's what they're paying for. And, you know, if I'm some of these title sponsors seeing these numbers, I'm like, why am I spending all that money? You know, so it's um, it's it's uh, it's a tough one. But you're right. This week, it's it's a good move. Uh, the Farmers tournament will end on Saturday. There's no NFL on Saturday. It's it's, you know, really kind of the first Saturday in a long time where there's no football and the weather will be great. And I bet you they'll do a great rating because of it. Uh, you know, people in, in the, in the snowbound areas of the country are going to be loving watching the scenes from, from Torrey Pines. Hey Bob, this is great as always. Uh, best of luck with the book. We'll definitely have you on uh, when it comes out uh, in the spring, but thanks as always for joining us in the golf club. Thanks for having me. Take care.